Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Hasek. I played goalie because of Dominic Hasek. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! What is up, everybody? Welcome to another uh, late-night edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen, uh, Sabres Drop. Uh, they returned from, I guess, like an extended holiday break uh, due to COVID. Uh, losing to the New Jersey Devils, 4-3. to three, New Jersey snapping a six-game losing streak. Um, big games from Jack Hughes and uh, Brat, three points apiece, uh, going to assists. Um, New Jersey played a very... Uh, sound game tonight, uh, really dominated Buffalo offensively uh, from start to finish, uh, with the exception of maybe like a 10-minute span there in the second period. I mean, the, the Sabres had a great second period, but uh, the first period was pathetic. Uh, they got shot again in the second. It was 18-10. to 10. Um, I know uh, Uka Pekalukin had 42 shots on net, made 38 saves. Uh, UPL, uh, you know, had some very nice moments tonight, but he – you know, you could tell there was a lot of rust with him. Uh, rebound control was all over the place tonight. Um, couldn't really keep everything in front of him. Um, you know, he overpursued a couple times, but I mean, he didn't play a bad game, but uh, definitely not one of his uh, better efforts uh, tonight. And again, the team didn't do much in front of him to help him defensively uh, in terms of, you know, keeping things to the outside, you know, low danger chances, things of that nature. Uh, you know, he was a busy guy tonight. Um, and again, uh, losing, uh, four to three, uh, Buffalo Sabres goals coming from, uh, two from Tage Thompson and getting his, uh, first career NHL goal in his first career NHL game was Ethan Prow read the play beautifully. Uh, I forget who took the initial shot, but, uh, Prow read the play very well, uh, you know, snuck in there and, uh, buried the rebound. Uh, you know, very heads up play by Prow in his first game at, at you know, 29 at 29 years old, he's been a little bit of a suitcase, kind of a career minor league hockey player, uh, over, especially over in Europe and, uh, and then coming over to Buffalo and, you know, making his debut tonight in the NHL and scoring in his first game. It's a real nice moment for the guy. Um, I can't even say kid, you know, he's uh, just a few years younger than me. So, um, you know, happy for him. You know, always nice to see him. Sure, we'll see that picture, you know, of him holding the puck, uh, first career NHL goal, first career NHL game. Uh, not a lot of guys can say that, you know, it, when you when you make your debut in the NHL, uh, burying your first goal. 
I mean, it might even be his first shot, you know. So, uh, Tage Thompson had himself a, a great, you know, second period, kind of put the team on his back. Um, that second goal on the break after he absolutely unbelievable, like, sequence of events by Rasmus Dahlin, uh, breaking up what would have been an odd man rush, uh, really picking the pocket. Uh, I forget of who, exactly which Devils player it was, and then floating a beautiful pass up ice. Uh, right to Tage Thompson, who finished it on a breakaway. Just a, a really good game by Darlene. Had a couple had a couple tough shifts there in the third period, but I think you know overall, I'm very pleased with Darlene's game. Uh, two point night tonight for him. Um, and again, on a very injury and COVID ravaged Sab- uh, Sabers team, they didn't have their head coach behind the bench and Don Granado. Um, you know, you you were missing Dylan Cousins, Jeff Skinner, uh, Colin Miller out with an injury. Uh, you know, the list kind of goes on and on of uh, the players you were missing tonight, you know, who could definitely could have contributed uh, to help get Saber, the, uh, the Buffalo Sabres a win tonight. Um, another guy I want to point out was Mark Pissick. Mark Pissick uh, is sneaky. I want to even say if it's sneaky, he's easily hands down, in my opinion, the best defensive defenseman we have right now. Um, he made a very, a couple of very quiet plays that maybe not everybody noticed in his own end. Uh, just really, again, keeping things in front of, he, you know, keeping the play in front of him, keeping the puck in front of him, keeping plays outside, uh, just a few different plays I saw. I was actually at the game tonight and, um, you know, he looks, he looks great. You know, uh, I think he's a guy that this team needs going forward to play that exact style of hockey. Uh, cause we all, you know, every team needs guys like him, guys that are going to keep the, again, defensemen that are going to keep the play in front of him. Sorry, Dom's, uh, playing with his, uh. New um one of his one of his Christmas presents. Come here, buddy. Come on. Come here. No, he doesn't want to get involved. You know he's angry this year lots too. Uh, but um, you know Mark Pissick again had a very very good hockey game. Uh, you know for, for me um looked phenom- phenomenal on his own end. Um, and Alex, <laughs> Alex Tuck making his debut tonight for the Buffalo Sabers. Guy has had a, you know, it's been a lot of anticipation uh, in this for him. Um, you know, guy was, you know, you know, kind of, you know, after the the last game, set of games were, you know, put on hold, you know, had to wait a little bit longer. Getting an assist on the, uh, on Buffalo's second goal. Uh, is the second goal? No, no, it was the first goal. Sorry, it was the first goal um, uh, on Tage Thompson. Threw the puck to the net. Tage uh, deflected it. Uh, nice to see him get on the score sheet. You know, he, you know, he's loving every second of that this, this guy is going to be a natural born leader for this team. He oozes what it takes to be a captain. Uh, I could definitely see him. I know we didn't mean, uh, producer Steve, uh, discussed it on episode 80 of two goalies on Mike, but, um, this guy at least has an A on his sweater next year. If not the C, I know a lot of people want to see it be Dylan cousins, but, uh, I definitely think you, it's it's going to be Alex Tuck. If you're if you were to ask me, the guy just, you know, he bleeds everything that this team and this culture is supposed to be. Um, it, it's not every day you see a guy who has the smile that he had on his face when getting traded from Vegas to Buffalo. He was over the moon excited because he said he dreamed of playing this for this team growing up, and he had the pictures to prove it. Uh, we got a few um, few comments, uh, you know. <laughs> first, first to Tage, yeah. The uh, the first, the first goal was to uh, the Tage Thompson on the uh, Alex Tuck goal. Uh, we got Drew buckets here in, in the chat. Um, anybody else who wants to join? Uh, right now, we can only take comments and questions on YouTube. 
Uh, and please make sure you subscribe to Trainwreck Sports and, of course, uh, Two Goalies, One Mike uh, uh, on our YouTube platform. Uh, slowly but surely growing. And, uh, again, that's the only way we could take questions or comments from you guys right now, and I want to get you guys more involved. But, uh, again, just to go over uh, some of the uh, key stats in tonight's game, uh, Ross is down with a two-point night. Um, if these stats are updated, uh, I believe that puts Rasmus Dahlin at uh, 20 points on the season, 20 points in 30 games. That's if these stats that I'm looking at haven't been updated yet. So he's at 18 or 20 points. I think he's at 20 points in 31 games. So, uh, you know, he's having himself uh, quite a season with all things considered, especially after a little bit of a slow start. Um, you know, Excited to see uh, for everything I've seen out of Rasmus Dahlin over the last, I'd say, 10 or so games, especially ever since he got reunited with Yoki Haru. He's really turned his game around. And, again, I mentioned on Twitter, it helps having a goalie that you can depend on back in that because you helps you kind of like maybe, you know, loosen your grip on your stick a little bit. And, it, you know, gives you the ability to play your game a bit more because you know that you do have a goalie back there that can bail you out if uh, – you do make a mistake and you know, I think the mistakes made by Darlene have a little bit few and far in between, you know, I know the icing at the end in the third period. I mean, that's unfortunate personally for me, I would have liked to have seen Matt Ellis take his time out there. Um, you know, in, in the, in the, the defensive zone draw, uh, just to really give those guys a rest. Um, you know, that's like about 30 seconds to a minute worth of, of a breather. You get your top line players out there, you know, to maybe, give it one last push to tie the game up. And I'm honestly, I know Cody Eakin's a great face-off guy, but I am so over him, uh, him being the main face-off guy in clutch situations. Like, you know, there's gotta be, a, there's gotta be, even if it's not just as good of uh, an option, just another guy that can take those draws and be dependent on because Cody Eakin isn't just, isn't a guy that you want out there uh, with one minute, no offense. Um, he's had, you know, he's had a decent season, from what we expected, uh, from what we saw last year, I think Cody has had a decent year. Um, not something, not not good enough to where you'd want to bring him back next season. But uh, you know, he hasn't been the disappointment that he was last year, especially analytically. Um, uh, comment here or question here from Drew Buckets: Do you think tonight's showing boosts your confidence going forward once everyone else comes back from injury and COVID? Um, I, I think so. Um, I don't think. Guys like Peyton Krebs and JJ Paterka are going to stick around. Uh, that's obviously again a situation because of injury and COVID. You had to bring those guys up and give them a look. Um, uh, you know, I just uh, I, 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 it was nice seeing those guys in the lineup tonight. I think Paterka had a couple of nice chances. I think he was a little bit more noticeable than Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs again, you know, he didn't have a bad game, but he just didn't stand out immensely. You know, he uh, his passing out there was pretty crisp. Um, you know, he made a couple nice plays, but Paterka had a couple nice chances, uh, one there in the third too. Um, but with the, I mean, I mean, that's just one game, a very, very small sample size again, uh, on a team that's really been hit hard by COVID. You're not at like a hundred percent right now. Um, so with that being said, you know, I would like to see them get a few more games in just to see, you know kind of, you know, what you have in those guys. Um, I think Peyton Krebs has to put on some more size still. Um, he looked pretty small out there, uh, for all things considered. I just, uh, I, I would like to see him this offseason bang the weights a little bit. You know, him, Quinn, Paterka, 
you know, all get into a weight room together and push each other to get put, put on some more size to get ready for next year. Because uh, I, I don't think it's even uh, debatable that all three of those guys will be in blue and gold next year. I, I find I'm very, I, find, I would find it very hard to believe that any of those guys would be on the outside looking in on this roster next season. Um, um, I, uh, and yeah, another, another here, he can, his, uh, lacrosse, Fogo face off, get off. Yeah. But here's the thing. If he doesn't win the face off, he's pinned in his own end and, you know, he's not a guy that can always be dependent on to, uh, drive play and get the puck out of the zone. So I, I'm again, I get, I get, I get, I, I get his, his use out there. He's a good face off guy, but I mean, when the game's on the line, I really just, I just don't want him out there. I really don't. Um, I see Hayden and uh, Krebs go down. I, I think Paterka goes down too, uh, honestly. Um, I, I think that uh, in a season like this, um, I think that they're better of use to Rochester than they would be here. And that's not saying that they're not good enough to be here. I just think that the long-term, the big picture, the long-term plan here is to build a winning hockey team. And I want to see all those guys be a part of a long uh, playoff run in Rochester, get a lot of playoff games under their belt and go chase the championship. Um, I mean, unless one of these guys really sticks out and makes it extremely hard for Kevin Adams to make the decision to send them back to Rochester. Um, I personally just believe that they're better suit in Rochester right now. I, again, not because I don't think they're good enough to be here, but because let those guys go chase a championship, let them get playoff experience underneath their belts at the pro hockey level and, you know, go win a Calder cup because I think that, you know, in terms of development long-term would be very, very beneficial to guys like JJ Paterka and uh, Peyton Krebs, even UPL, you know, there's no guarantee that UPL is going to be here uh, in the long term. I know everyone wants to say that, you know, you know, he's been the best goalie by and far since Craig Anderson's got hurt. And I don't disagree. He has been. But there's no guaranteeing that when Dustin Tokarski is back in the lineup, you already made the uh, the trade for Malcolm Subban, uh, who hasn't who you know who wasn't bad for you uh, in the you know I know he had a rough first start, but that second game he played phenomenal. So and I know they're they're kind of high on him. They want to see what they have in him and see if there's a future for Malcolm Subban on this team. Um, so I mean I don't think it's a guarantee that UPL is still on this team. You know once everybody's healthy and back and ready to go. Which, if that is the case, I, I'm I'm not happy, but I'm not unhappy because I think he, you know, would give Rochester a, a very good chance to win a Calder Trophy, uh, a Calder Cup. So, um, other points in tonight's game, uh, you know, again, Ethan Prow uh, scoring his first goal in his uh, first NHL game. You know, a couple clicks for the kid. Actually, kid, almost full-grown adult, uh, 29 years old. Tage Thompson with two goals. Uh, Victor Olson with assist. Uh, Mark Pissick with an assist, Alex Tuck with an assist, and Brent Murray with a big tilt. Uh, and I believe it was in the first period after Buffalo went down two nothing. There was a hit. Uh, camera, I think it might have, I can't remember who the hit was on. Maybe one of you guys can re uh, refresh my memory. Uh, who the hit it was on that caused the Brent Murray fight? But that was awesome, Brent Murray. Um, I think it was a uh, share uh, against Sharagovich, uh, or no, no, uh, Singh. Sanga Heller. I'm sorry. I am butchering that name. I am so sorry. Uh, Jonas Singenthaler, uh, I believe is the, uh, the forward that Brent are uh, the defenseman that uh, Brent Murray fought and uh, absolutely owned him the entire time. And 
got the crowd, the, the fans that were there. I, you know, I, I would say this is probably been the biggest crowd since the home opener. Um, got the crowd fired up. A um, lot of energy in the building, which I think did help lead to Tage Thompson scoring those two goals to tie the game. You know, the, you know, that's the benefits of getting into a fight like that, you know, really kind of like, you know, brings the momentum back to your side, especially when you, you know, you, you do as well in the fight as, as Murray did. And, you know, on his way to the room, cause he got the 10 minutes conduct, you know, threw his arms in the air, let's go, let's go. And everybody followed suit and Tage Thompson led the way in the second period. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, uh, it did not lose to even a loser point tonight as they lost 4-3 in regulation. Um, but tomorrow, they uh, not much time to think about it. You come back tomorrow on the island. I did hear in Matt Ellis's post-game press conference that they plan on traveling tonight, which, I mean, there's no guaranteeing that game gets played tomorrow because of COVID. They got to do their morning testing, and if any, you know, both teams have positive cases. There's a very good chance that this game does get postponed uh, tomorrow night, so, but we'll see. So um, I hope it does get played because, you know, I'm getting sick and tired of COVID postponements and canceled games like the uh, I, the IIHF uh, World Junior Championship Tournament, as we all know, was canceled today because of all the positive COVID cases uh, from some of the players uh, in the tournament. Team USA having to forfeit a game, and I forget it might have been Chechnya or uh, I forget who it was had to uh, forfeit a game to Slovakia. Um, so, but there has been some small chatter, some uh, quiet chatter that they could try and pick things up in the summer and continue the tournament in the summer, which would be cool. Uh, getting to watch some uh, some big time hockey in the summer like that would be really cool. But um, it, I just don't understand why they didn't play that tournament in a bubble after you saw how well the NBA and NHL did with that playing in a bubble. Uh, I don't understand why you wouldn't do the same thing, especially for a tournament that isn't as long lasting as, say, the NBA and the NHL playoffs. Like, I mean, you're in there for a couple weeks, you know, two weeks at most, and you're, you're back home right after. So um, I just don't understand why they didn't put it in a bubble. Uh, that's really the uh, IHF. Uh, really dropping the ball there. So uh, with that being said, again, um, I would probably expect Malcolm Subban to be in net tomorrow night if they do play in a back-to-back -back situation. Um, you know, I'm excited to see him play again, especially after, I mean, I still can't, I still watch that highlight real glove save behind the back glove save he made uh, from the last time he played that literally will probably, I most definitely be the save of the year without a doubt. So uh, with that being said, guys, you know, I'll hang up and listen. Sabres drop tonight's game to the New Jersey Devils. Four to three, Tage Thompson, two goals, Darlene, two assists, uh, continuing, uh, you know, his climb offensively, uh, you know, in this latter, you know, this kind of going into the middle of the season here, going into the all-star break and, you know, what would have been the Olympic break. But, again, it doesn't seem uh, at all that uh, – NHL players are going to be going to the Olympics, even though some of them are fighting back. Um, but, you know, we will talk to you tomorrow night. Um, remember, this was brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? And I'll hang up and listen. And let's go Sabres. 
Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, at two goalies, one mic, hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way and we really appreciate your love and support to those of you who have been with us since episode one. Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, This year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been just you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd.